This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Nevik, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Saturday, February 25th, and I am your host, Nevik. And I am joined, of course, by my two co-joeys, who are a little under the weather. Well, actually, I think we all three of us are, but, <laughs> you know, it's springish winter time here in the States, and that plays havoc with my allergies. But, Brasia, how are you feeling? Oh, much better after about 16 hours of sleeping. But uh, other than that, you know, doing well, uh, playing some games here and there, working out a new work schedule, and uh, just looking forward to seeing what happens next in D3. You know, I, I don't know if I should be thoroughly disgusted by the fact that I almost worked a day as long as you slept yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. But, Jen, how are you? I'm doing okay. I wasn't doing okay yesterday, but today I'm doing a little better, and I've been um, reading the Book of Cain this week. Does it still smell like Archer's paper? It does. It does still smell like Archer's paper, <laughs> and I can kind of smell the ink, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. It's nice. Well, that's good. So, we have a lot of news. <laughs> a lot of news and a, and a short email, so I will go ahead and tackle that email. We got an email from our good friend Curly, and he says... Hey there, folks. So, I have to tell you that I am utterly amazed that I got into the Diablo 3 beta. I have played a little bit of each of the available classes thus far, but have not played them so much as to say which is a favorite. Oh, come on, Curly. You know the wizard's your favorite. Of course. Of of course. Uh You're not at all biased Mm -mm. on that one. Nope, nope. And I I know that the barbarian's got to be your least favorite, but anyways... He continues, but the class that I have leveled the highest thus far would be the Witch Doctor. Oh, I was wrong. Good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Curly already. I was so wrong. <laughs> the Witch Doctor was fun. I don't know how far he leveled it, but it was fun. Yeah. I can see where he'd you know, want to play with, with that. Zombie dogs. Zombie maybe. dogs and, Zombie and dogs. frogs that explode. Yeah. What what's that one ability that I saw where there's like a, a pile of corpses that cor- like a corpse tower that will fall on enemies? I don't think I got that yeah, far. There that is early. one where you can summon a like a zombie warrior for a little while, and it just goes charging into you know whatever you're trying to attack. That's oh, I'm gonna cool like that. Too. My own little zombie army. Yeah. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. never been a fan of summoning classes, but you know. But zombie. Uh, it was fun though. <laughs> Yeah, zombies. I'm kind of going, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll start with the witch doctor. I don't know. 
I'm kind of partial to either, you know, blowing things up from afar or getting up in their face and punching them. So, or stabbing them, you know, with daggers. But he does continue on. He has he has some more to say. It was hard for me to compare to Diablo 2 as it has been so long since I have played it. And I have forgotten what the gameplay was like. So to sum it all, er, I'm sorry, to sum it all up, it looks amazing. It plays well and is so, so much fun. My only items of note are that I could not seem to get the grasp of how to choose what talent or ability I could use and what slot it could go into, letting change the hotkeys to the keypad numbers as they are easier for me to get at with sliding my keyboard across the desk. And I always seem to notice interactive dungeon switches or markers after all the baddies were dead, like every single time. Kind of exciting though, I've never been part of a beta, fun, fun. I hope you ha have, or well, he, this was a couple weeks ago. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, Curly. So, yeah, that was written before the beta 13 dropped. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, yeah. So I, I wonder how he's feeling about, well, I wonder if he's even logged in since the uh, whole skill and rune system changed. But, yeah, so Witch Doctor, I... I, I have to admit, I'm I'm still I'm still shocked. <laughs> uh, don't. It is kind of fun don't though. Be, it'll be fun. It, yeah, I was impressed. I didn't, you know, I didn't know I would like it that much, but the zombie dogs are kind of cool. I'll just have to take everybody's word for it because, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna play Witch Doctor. Nope. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about the zombie dogs is that they will run ahead and grab monsters or enemies oh, especially know, that you may not even see on the screen yet <laughs> you summon them and off they go and you're like oh crap what are they bringing back yeah to me? especially if you're not quite ready for them yeah yeah that's fun that see that's that's why i don't like pet classes i mean it made it exciting it's like and another battle okay mm -hmm. but um yeah i can see where that could be problematic before we go into the news um jen you you did a what is Mr. February post on the blog? I did. I've been doing little posts about the artwork in the Diablo 3 2012 wall calendar just because I didn't recognize immediately what all of those images were or what they represented. But the uh, the one for February is this really creepy looking monster and um, I had no idea what it was when I started looking at it. Not a clue. But the research I did, which I've written about and posted, um, it's a monster called a Tomb Viper. Mm. So it's not, it's obviously not an angel. It's not a character class. It's not exactly a demon, kind of. It's more like just one of the monsters you find in the tombs. The artwork itself is done by an artist called Brahm, who does a lot of really creepy artwork. Mm -hmm. And this particular painting, it turns out, was released. Well, first of all, it's hanging in the Blizzard Campus Gallery the whole finished painting it's not like a thumbnail sketch or a inspiration piece or whatever it's like a full fully done painting hanging on the walls there and they released it uh online as a reward for bringing the diablo 3 facebook page to 700,000 likes and that was in about a year ago march of 2011 so it was kind of like this painting has its own story in addition to what the creature in it happens to be but it's a tomb viper <laughs> that's what it is there's other vipers it's like sort of humanoid it's got like a sort of it's got like a, a lizard like tail 
creepy looking thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely not something that's going to be friendly and help you in the game, that kind of thing. And the first time I think it was released was during the, uh, way back, 2009, the Monk trailer that they released um, when they announced that the Monk was going to be the, the new player class at the time. Um, it's in there. Somewhere in there, they have a Monk fighting the Tomb Vipers. And they're big. Mm. Yeah. And they move kind of fast, so it's it's kind of neat. It's a creepy, creepy little thing. Makes me want to look up the artist and like see more of his work because it's done really well. Yeah. But I, I would never have guessed what that was. Yeah, I have to admit when uh, when I flipped it over to February, I was like, ooh, I hope my kids don't get nightmares from seeing this thing. Yeah, that's it is it's a nightmarish creature. I mean it's it's creepy, it's got human skulls, you know, that it's carrying around with it, like trophies and you know, nasty little teeth and all that. It's it's creepy, but I like that they picked this for February because, you know, Valentine's Day is in February and it's pretty well known that I really don't like Valentine's <laughs> Day at all. I do Who a, does? I do a podcast every year on uh, my Inside My Head podcast. I do an anti Valentine's Day show because I just think the whole holiday is kind of inane. So I love that Blizzard picked, like, this horrible, creepy monster thing for February and, like, didn't, you know, go with the holiday like a lot of other calendars would. It's almost a shame that they didn't have the Tomb Viper, like, biting into a heart or something just to really drive home. <laughs> they could have, they could have, like, stuck a heart in one of his hands, you yeah. know, or something. <laughs> Made it even worse. Yeah. yeah. But if anybody's curious, uh, the current like total on Facebook for... Diablo is 1,861,600. So. Yeah, not many people. <laughs> yeah, not, not too many people. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, that is that is a little low, I mean, considering how widespread the love of Diablo is. Well, it is, but not everybody loves Facebook. Yeah, you yeah, do have a really good point Facebook. there. I, I can think of a few people who hate hate Facebook with a passion. But one person who hated Facebook eventually caved and signed up in the camp. Or signed signed Yeah, I, I can I can put words together and make them form sentences. <laughs> <laughs> my my good friend Cypher from the Addicted, he he caved and he created a Facebook account. Although he hasn't really done anything on Facebook since, so that's fine. And Facebook, you either love it or hate it. I'm on it a lot because I have family members yeah. that, like, that's the only way they communicate with me is through mm -hmm. Facebook. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, but I didn't even know there was a Diablo 3 Facebook page. I had no idea. Yeah, that's what I use Facebook for as well, is mainly to keep my family in, in the loop since they don't use Twitter. Yeah, mine don't use Twitter either. And some of them don't email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's quite strange. I've got relatives that'll like send me little requests for games on Facebook, but they don't email. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, you know, say la vie. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. so let's see, what what do we want to tackle first, Bridget? Do we want to tackle the skill and rune system change, or do we want to tackle the real money auction house change? Why don't we do the um, skill and rune change? Yes. <laughs> we we knew it was coming, and come it has. And I I don't know what to th what to think of this. I mean, namely because I don't know what it was like beforehand, and I don't know what it's like now. Just to sum it up, like to you know, in the most simplest terms, there are no longer going to be uh, runes 
at all that that will drop the rune system that would alter your skills is now just baked into the skill system where the uh, individual runes will unlock at certain level thresholds and grant you the ability to plug in that rune and alter your spell so it's pretty simple but there there's a couple there's a couple of good things to it and a couple bad things to it Brazier, what do you think of it I think it's uh, it's an interesting change in the fact that before it was still a lot of RNG do you get the right drops do you get the right tokens that you want to put in to ever get your spell to work the way you wanted it to did you find the rune that you were looking for so you can change your spell uh, and now they've kind of opened it up so to take away that randomness and to really make it so okay I know at this level I can do this this level I can do this or so on and so forth as you go up I can kind of see both ways I, I understand that I, you know players like to gather things like to collect things and you know you might be able to get say the alabaster rune that you want but you might be another character you go through and you try to play it and you're not getting the alabaster rune you're getting like you know tons of of death obsidian or, or yeah. something yeah. and you know you're never able to get the one you want of course you couldn't really you know tell that in the, the beta because you only play in first half of the first act and also in the beta they didn't actually have the rune system in there at all right up to i mean i haven't played the patch yet i downloaded it that's as far as i've gotten but um, previous to this new patch, there wasn't, there were not runes in the game. You weren't finding them, you weren't collecting them, you weren't using them. So I don't really have a comparison between, you know, what was it like before and what's it going to be like now because it wasn't a part of the beta. And I think they don't want runes to end up being like um, gems were in Diablo 2, where I mean, literally, you could go through, run through the entire first act of Diablo 2, and you would almost fill your half your inventory just of chip gems that you're waiting to transmute later. And that became a nightmare after a while if you just didn't get you didn't get enough good drops the way you wanted. Inventory management is it it needs to be <laughs> needs to be good because there there are certain games that do it well and certain games that don't do it well. Um <laughs> Kingdoms of Amalur, for example, has a pretty atrocious inventory system, but I still like the game. But um yeah, so Jen, you kinda I was hoping that I could go to you after I talked to Brazia and said, So, Jen, how is it? But... <laughs> I haven't had a chance to get into the game since the um, since the patch 13. Yeah, that dropped, what, I on did Saturday? frantically play it. I think it was Saturday. I downloaded it. Um, took a while. Didn't get a chance to play it that night. Haven't had a chance yet. But I did, like, frantically finish the game with the character I was playing before they wiped all the characters out again. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. I did that, so I've completed it with four out of the five characters right now, and um, that's as far as I got. Yeah, Wh which one? Do which class do you have left to do? I had just started the monk mm -hmm. before the patch. The monk. Yeah. Yeah. So, as as to not do all of our listeners disservice, Flux had on his latest podcast, uh, the Diablo podcast. He he had a couple of hosts, guest hosts, come on, and they discussed the rune system change in detail and how it felt to them so i would highly suggest that our listeners go listen give a listen to that podcast and we'll include the link in the show notes to make it easy for everybody but the bad thing that i can foresee and this is from a completely like meta level is that 
with these runes unlocking at different thresholds, it's going to make players think that there's a hierarchy to these runes in terms of like, you know, the one that unlocks the last is clearly it's got to be the most powerful rune for that spell, you know. And they, they might just think that as soon as a new rune opens up, that that was more powerful than the previous one, just because of the way that, you know, that you gain access to them. Now, from what I understand, what they did with this change was, originally there were, what, seven levels of runes? And this, the rune level seven would only drop an inferno? Right. And that, that would have an increased effect from a level four rune or a level two rune, you know. So what they did was they locked in all the runes to being like the middle ground so that they weren't too overpowered like in the beginning of the game, but they would be a substantial change to the spell to make it actually feel different. So I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. I mean, I won't ever know what it would be like the other ways, but, and that's fine. So I don't know. We will see. I, I just I have this feeling that there's people are going to feel like there's hierarchy to these runes. I'm also trying to figure out, like, I know right now, before the patch dropped, um, the way that you got skills was you got to, you know, I think you started with two. I think when you got to level three, you got another one, and then I think it's six, and then there was, like, a couple more levels ahead, and that was, like, your, that was, like, what limited how many skills you could have. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out if these runes are going to coordinate exactly with the skills like as soon as you hit level six you could pick you know you could pick another skill and then you've got you know a rune that'll go with it or how are how are these leveling you know are they leveling with how often you use the spell or are they leveling with what level your character is i'm a little confused with that there was a blue post um i can't find it right now but essentially what it said was that with this change with the skill system and the rune system now baked together and the way that the runes unlock and that the skills become available that as you go one through what is it 50 or 60 is the max level is it 60 60 yeah as you go from level one through 60 you will unlock either a new skill or a new rune for a skill just about every single level all the way through okay that makes more sense to me then because there was previous to this like you had that gap between like level three and level six where you weren't getting anything new mm -hmm. so if this is gonna like fill in those gaps okay so that that's a good thing I, I like that because you know it it entices you you know just one more level just one more level or just one more dungeon <laughs> or just right right I, I, one more champion pack <laughs> or you know one more hour which turns into one more hour. <laughs> one more day. Uh-huh. And then the sun comes yeah. up and you're like, oh. One more month of okay. solid play. <laughs> mm -hmm. They have also just recently on the Diablo 3 website released the most recent version of the skill calculator. Mm-hmm. That goes along with uh, patch 13. And, I mean, the way that it, it shows is you basically get the base level of whatever skill you're using when you first get it and then unlocked at each you know specific level like for example I'm looking at the witch doctor you get zombie charger at level 23 you can get leprous zombie which is now a different type of rune doesn't say which actually doesn't say what rune it is anymore and it, it just kind of what you were saying was it seems like each one you go up to you're going to want to use that one rather than the previous one unless it's sort of some 
sort of uh, symbiosis between you know, an earlier one, like say Wave of Zombies, which would be like a third level of Zombie Charger, and another spell that kind of coincides with that. Uh, you're really going to want to use the next one coming up because it just seems like each rune is now just a stronger version of the original one. That's kind of my fear, but you know, what what, what can you do? Hmm. I overall, I, I'm going to trust the decision because uh, you know, wh what else am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, you can't really do anything about it. I mean, it. I, I'm I don't work for Blizzard, and well, if I did, this podcast wouldn't be happening, or at least I wouldn't be a part of it, but. You know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but I, I played around with the calculator a little bit with Wizard, and I believe that they have it set up to simulate the actual UI in-game. And this was another controversial topic, at least in the forums, because you have to go into the settings in order to allow you to assign skills to whatever, you know, hotkeys or buttons you want. Whereas, by default, it limits the like what spell you can put on your left mouse button and what spells you can put on your right mouse button and so on and so forth and I don't know how I feel about that you can change those up a little bit though unless they've changed that there is that setting I forget what what it was called but there is a way that where you can just allow the system to put any skill into any any spot but that's not enabled by default I, I guess they're afraid of people doing crazy things like sticking something that really shouldn't be on the mouse on the mouse or mm -hmm. not having any you know, of the appropriate skills that they I don't know. It really kind of lays out how you should be putting together your specs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm looking at it now and it's completely different than what we had before where it seemed like it was very open to your interpretation of how you wanted to build your character. And now it seems like, okay, I've got, you know, like just looking at the um, Witch Doctor, um, I've got three primary spells, I've got five secondary spells, I've got four defensive, and there's one spot to put each of those in. So they don't want you to kind of put the wrong thing in the wrong place, exactly what you're saying. And I think it kind of takes away some of the, um, some of the play player customization. I can understand why some people think that. I think they're just trying to, they're, they're trying to, you know, like dumb-proof this game so that you can't gimp yourself and then go, oh, this game sucks because I suck at it, so I'm going to stop playing. Yeah, this does look different now that I'm looking at this screen. Um, this does look different than it used to look in the beta. Mm -hmm. So if this is what it looks like now after the patch, this is different, but... I don't know, before in the beta you could, like, you started off with one skill and it was on your mouse and then you had, like, a like an attack skill, you know. Once you got to the level where you could start switching skills around, you could pick, you could move things. Like, you could move your new skill and put it on your mouse if you want. You know, that kind of thing. I'm wondering if you could still do that. You know, like, primary and secondary, could you switch those two up if you if you liked one, you know, from whatever you, by default, start with? I don't know, I'll have to play around with the beta and uh, report back next show. I was planning on, like, putting teleport, which is a wizard skill, on the left mouse button because that's what that's what I would or on my right mouse button because that's what I would do in Diablo 2 you know I would almost always use right mouse click in order to to move around because you know as a sorceress that's the best way to move is just to teleport and then you know my primary skill would be my charge bolts but 
then I looked at teleport, and it's got a 16 second cooldown. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it, it limits a little and bit. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I guess that definitely won't be my right mouse click button. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so it, it's a good thing that I actually decided to look at this uh, scale calculator. And I, I think it was uh, when uh, Diablo fans linked to the the revised skill calculator. Mm -hmm. um, the calculator went to the wizard. Oh, uh, trying to tell us something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wizards, Wizards clearly the best class. <laughs> clearly. Yeah. You know, I just played around with this with the Demon Hunter, and you can move, like, whatever you stick in that primary thing, you can pick whatever skill you want, and then you can move it to the other one. Like I have right now, I've got um, Bola Shot in primary, and I've got Rapid Fire in secondary. So if I want to move Rapid Fire to primary, then I gotta like stick something else in primary, move Rapid Fire out, and then I can move it over. Like you are able to put to push those two around and adapt it. I hope that they adopt the WoW system, <laughs> where you can just click on your spell and drag to the slot where you want it and then if that overrides another thing then when you drop your skill into there then it automatically picks up the skill that was in that slot and then you can move it because if it's the way that it is currently from what I can what what you just said and what I heard mm -hmm. Flux talk about on Diablo podcast that's a nightmare I, I mean in order to actually move a skill into a slot you can't actually have two the same skill assigned to two two different spots right now. Yeah, it becomes one of those like slider puzzle games, you know. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that will get iterated on, but <laughs> we at least we should hope that it will get iterated on. Yeah, so I mean it's not the easiest way to do it. You can't just like drag and drop it, but you can move things around to where you want them to be. Still, I've been playing around with it as well and putting different spells from different categories and other action bar slots and still being able to use them. That way I think you'll, um, people will find that you'll have a certain way that you want to play, like whether it's how you have your mouse set up or say you're somebody that has one of those gaming mouses that have several buttons on it, you'll put everything on that one mouse. Um, someone like me, I have a, like the NT, I'm sorry, the N52TE um, like gaming pad, which basically has like 15 buttons on it on, and I use that on my mm -hmm. left hand. And that's how I, I'm used to kind of hotkeying everything. And then I use my mouse mainly for moving. I'll probably do something similar to that in Diablo 3. And so that, that will help set up everything for me pretty easily. So, I mean, as gamers, we're going to figure out how to do it. It's just that I, I think um, we've got to keep in mind this is the first iteration of this new model they put in here. Mm -hmm. Hopefully people are testing it. And they'll, they'll come up and say to um, Blizzard, hey... You know what? It's not easy to move these things around. Can you do something to kind of to fix that? And I'm sure that they'll take a look at it and try to put it in if they can. I'm sure that the Blizzard way of polishing everything, th this will get iterated on, and maybe in beta patch 14, it will be a lot better. And in fact, I, I would imagine that the current UI in the beta patch 13 is not what is currently, you know, in develop or what build there are. Normally when they push a beta a patch live, what they're working on is, you know, at least two or three builds ahead of that, or you could say the patch is a couple builds behind what they're currently working on, 
or working with, I should say. So it could change. It could become a little more synchronistic, I guess, you know? Like, just drag it in. There you go. Yeah. It could be that. Otherwise, yeah, you're playing the slider puzzle until you get everything where you want it to be. Nobody likes slider puzzles. I hate them. But before we tackle the Real Money Auction House, let's let's talk about our sponsor, which is Audible. And you can go to audibletrial.com slash Diablo for a... Well, in starting in March, it will be a 30-day trial, but currently it's a 14-day trial, and you get one book credit to download a book of your choice, and there are how many? A hundred thousand? No, over a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand, yeah. yeah. Titles to choose from, and starting March 1st, you'll have a 30-day trial, so I don't want to, you know, advise any of our listeners, wait if they're, you know, on the fence, but if they are on the fence, maybe the 30-day trial will get them to, you know, decide, oh, hey, I'm going to try it out this time. And it's just a couple of days away. You know, it's not that... Yeah, probably by the time that this is in people's ear holes... It'll probably be that 30-day trial yeah. by then, I would exactly. think. Exactly, and they're always having special deals for their members, so it's a pretty good setup that they have over there at Audible. I really need to try Audible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've liked it. That's cool. So, yes, go to audibletrial.com slash Diablo for your free trial. Let's get into the real money auction house, Brigitte. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, of course, as soon as, you know, we, we put our own opinions on everything, mm-hmm. and we're, we're going with one idea, and then Blizzard's all like, oh, wait a second, nope, 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 nope. We're going to change how we do this. And boy, is it different now. <laughs> it is a lot different, but it makes, it makes sense, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, Bridget, did you want to lay it out for everybody? Sure. Um, KVAC, the community manager, basically just kind of laid out what they've changed a little bit and hit a summary of what they've done. First of all, the listing fee is being removed completely. A transaction fee is being increased to $1.25 beta bucks. Third, minimum listing price is being raised to $1.50 beta bucks. And finally, you will be limited to 10 active auctions per auction house. That means for both the gold and for the real money auction house, you'll have 10 in each at one time. Yeah, so wow, it's a lot different. Part of it is it removes the idea that they're penny pinching, because every time you listed something, you were supposed to pay a listing fee. So people don't, of course, are really up in arms about that. But at the same time, they're also trying to limit and keep control over the auction house. They don't want it to go so crazy with uh, numbers of auctions that are going to be out there. So people who were planning on using the Remo Money auction house are going to have to kind of rethink their strategy. And I know there are several people in the um, community have already written about changing their strategy with approaches to the Remo Money auction house. And now you look at it and it's a dollar twenty-five it's a lot more if you sell something it, but it's also their listing fee for it is up to a dollar fifty so the ceiling I mean the floor price is always going to be higher so this is basically trying to tell you don't list junk junk is not going to mm-hmm. be selling junk is not going to be worth your time or anybody else's and I think that in a way that's good 
because uh, I don't want to have to go to the real money auction house and see a bunch of, you know, white drops on there for sale. And it also takes out some of the risk, you know, you, you could you could post something up there using, with the old system, you would post something in, may, maybe you got five free listings a week or whatever it was, but that system in and of itself would be a little confusing. You'd be like, well, how many did I post this week? You'd have to, you know, keep track of it all, all yourself. But with this new system, there's no risk in, it encourages people to try it out. And as long as you're not cashing out, then you'll make a little bit of Blizzard money, even if even if you put something up there for a dollar fifty and it sells for a dollar fifty, and then you're like, "Woo, I got a quarter!" Yeah, you know, it'd be a little, it'd be a little bit. It's it's different, that's for sure. The last time I tried the uh, beta auction house, real money auction house, with the uh, the beta box, it sounds like Monopoly money. It's so funny. Um, I put something into the... This was like... This was several patches ago, because the... The auction house was kind of like disabled for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'd go and you'd look at it and it'd be like you couldn't click on to access it for quite some time. In any case, yeah, at the time there was a listing fee and there was a transaction fee, but it wasn't like this. Like, I put something in and I wanted the starting price to be $5 and the buyout price to be $6 and the listing fee was 15 cents of beta bucks i guess and the transaction fee was 65 cents of beta bucks so now the transaction fee is a dollar 25 and the listing fee is gone mm-hmm. so that's a little different um i have to see how that goes yeah i agree with like what y'all are saying that this will keep people from just posting john call over the real money auction house for no good reason the other thing though i've been reading is that they're saying that this way you won't end up in a situation where you don't have enough battle net balance to list an item yeah i was actually just about to bring that up too yeah they don't, they don't want to get into the business of trying to put collections out on people over 15 25 cents they owe on beta bucks i mean that's a whole nother issue for them completely right or they'd have to find a way to sort of like tell you no you can't post this you don't have enough things in your Battle.net mm-hmm. balance, and then you'd have to like get out of the game, go to Battle.net, do whatever, however that works with the balance, you know, put something yep. there, and then come back in, and nobody wants to do that. That's a whole other level mm-hmm. of difficulty. So that that eliminates it. That would scream just like Microsoft's Xbox Live system right now, with their Microsoft points, and how, oh god, it's so annoying, because yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Be, you, you always end up with like 40 or 60 or 20 points left over, and you're like, I, I can't do anything with that. So it's like you just wasted money. And then in order to buy something else, then you got to charge, you, you got to buy more points. And usually, usually you have to buy more points than what you actually need in order to, yeah, it's a nightmare. It, so they're trying to avoid exactly. that, I think. Yeah, so that's that's pretty. So good. they're yeah they're not trying to trap their players into having to go, oh, I don't have enough to list this week. So, but I really want to sell this because this item's really hot right now. And if I wait until next week when I get my free listing, then you know m- maybe it won't won't sell as well. Mm-hmm. So then they'll be like, oh, now now I got to put ten dollars onto my onto my account to, just to sell this item. And hope that it sells. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know? So. So I mean. That they're basically looking at this to as a way to increase activity on the real money auction house by at least having items out there. And like you said, people don't feel like they're going to have the risk of losing money now just by listing. 
they, then people won't think of it as losing money when they have the transaction fee because they actually made money on whatever they sold. And Blizzard still keeps all the money in-house anyways because all it's doing is going from somebody who's already put money in their beta buck account to somebody else who may not have had beta buck money in his account. Money got transferred over there, and Blizzard just gets a dollar twenty-five out of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, it's not a lost situation anymore to them. And I kind of like the fact that they're, and there's going to be a lot of people that have views either way, but that they're limiting both the real money auction house and the gold um, auction house, mainly because people are going to, you know, try to take items from the gold auction house they get for what they consider to be a value to them and sell it on a real money auction house. Like they might find somebody lists a legendary item for really cheap because they don't realize what they have. You know, and you'll have people like this. You, you'll be amazed when you do auction houses that they'll put something on there. Let's say it's 5,000 gold. Oh, man, 5,000 gold. You could probably do that in an hour's time at, you know, a higher level or less. And so you buy it. You put on a real money auction house for $50. You just got $50 for something that takes less than an hour to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but there's going to be people, people that literally will sit out there and camp that all day long. On the um, trying to flip items between them, and so that what they want to do is they want to contr- you know, control that flow of money, so that everybody still has has a feeling that they're actually doing something with it rather than losing their shirt every time they do something. And especially since the fact that you can just take gold itself and sell it on the uh, real money auction house. Yeah, did somebody just get in trouble for that kind of thing, or maybe it was something else? But. Yeah. yeah, I know we talked last episode about Marco. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he right, didn't do that. Right. It, I mean, this is this... a step I think he would use at some point, but I think what what had happened with him was um, basically boosting, you know, through the game mechanics itself, boosting his ability to get gold. Oh, okay. Through it. drops, and then he would con- uh, consider it exploiting for that. But that's a separate issue. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I'm I'm not real good with numbers. I'm not real good with money. Anybody that knows me knows this. It's just I'm dyslexic. I can't process the numbers right. It's never I'm never going to be somebody that like makes their living off of the real money auction house or something like that. But um, I get that people will try it. You know, like for me, this is like the last thing I want to do in the game because now it's you know it's making me do math and I can't do math and I just want to go kill things. You know, but I guess there will be people camping it, like you were saying. Yeah, so this kind of brings it down to the middle ground, so to speak. I mean, you don't know exactly, we don't know exactly what the middle ground is, but there are going to be people like you, Jen, who don't want to play the auction house at all, but every once in a while you'll come across a drop, you're like, wow, this is really neat, but I'm never going to use it. I'll throw it up there and see if somebody buys it for five bucks. You know, and then there'll be other people that sit there all day camping. And so this kind of brings it down to the middle where it's like, camping it all day is really not going to be that great of a, a deal for you. But listing it, you know, once in a great while is not going to hurt you either. That makes sense. I just can't see how it could be fun to sit and camp something all day. Well, if you think you're going to make a lot of money out of it, probably why you would do it. I guess. See, I, that's the part I guess I can't quite process. It's a game. I'm playing it because I want to go <laughs> kill stuff, you know? Yep. Yeah, well, some some people, the game will be the auction house. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a different form of PvP, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be. But, uh, Brasia, you, you theorized uh, a potential, what these changes could mean for a potential 
Um, well, basically, you said that these changes make it even simpler for a remote auction house to come to come to fruition for Diablo. Well, yeah, I think right now, if you look at World of Warcraft, that they have a remote auction house feature that you could purchase separately um, from the game time, and you can list on it. You can list up to 200 auctions in a day. Well, mm -hmm. I, what I'm thinking, looking at this, if they make it so that it's easy for you to track, not necessarily that it's going to go through this. Something I got from the investor call is the fact that they really want to cre continue to create this pipeline of having the game be profitable after it's released, not just when you buy the game, but some way to do it after. Let's say that they open up uh, something in, I mean, I don't even know where they make get this, I get this from or how they do it, but uh, a feature in Battle.net where um, you don't have to, but you can if you wanted to purchase for a couple dollars a month, um, be part of Battle.net where you get not just the, the remote auction house from Diablo, but let's say you get some sort of additional feature in StarCraft II and uh, another IPO that you know they might be coming out with. I'm sorry, another IP they might be coming out with, or you know you get to chat with people cross games from other games that you play with, because that's part of like what right now World of Warcraft has. But let's say they open it up to the entire Battle.net feature. Uh, not just that, maybe they open it up from. Battle.net and Activision features, so like you could be playing Diablo 3 or you could be doing your real money auction house and still chatting over Battle.net to somebody playing something in Call of Duty or something. I mean, I, I, oh I'm, God, I'm, no, 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 I'm throwing it. I'm just no. throwing it out there because they got. Didn't they say they had 50 million people signed up? Yeah, um, through either Battle.net, uh, their Call of Duty Elite, or the Spyro, whatever it is. I imagine the Spyro thing is huge because... I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to integrate all three of those, but, you know, adding additional value to get people to want to purchase something, like using mm -hmm. a remote auction house. Because, for example, people like us who are working all the time can't sit there and camp the auction house. But, and while I've known a lot of people who make plenty of gold through the auction house, by actually having the remote auction house feature on their phone, and while they're at work, they get a break for a couple minutes, jump on the auction house, find a couple things, put a list a few more things, and then, you know, they get home that night and they go to log in. Oh, look at that! I sold a few more things. Mm -hmm. You know, and it kind of helps to bring the game outside of the actual game. I, I guess the natural question that will, um, I'm sure, some of our listeners, such as Amatos, would would wonder is, how much would a remote auction house cost? And I mean, obviously, Bridget, you're you're leaning towards the idea that this will be an all-inclusive, you know, the premium service for Battle.net, which currently only is through World of Warcraft, where you get the remote auction house and the guild chat system and stuff like that, which is currently $3 a month on top of your $15 per month subscription to World of Warcraft. You think that they'll pull this all together, that at some point, Battle.net will just be its own thing, kind of like Steam, where you can subscribe to it for $3 a month and you'll have access to the World of Warcraft auction house, the Diablo 3 auction house, eventually possibly the StarCraft 2 uh, storefront where you can buy maps and sell maps and stuff like that, which they still haven't done that, right? No. Nope. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the things that they were pushing pretty hard, I remember. Don't know, don't know what happened there. It went the way of the dance studios. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I mean, obviously, that's going to be an issue right there. Uh, you know, a lot of hardcore Diablo players, they're not, they, they don't like this idea that they're going to be spending money past the game's release to, you know, have access to certain things. What would you say to folks like that who are gonna, who are obviously clearly gonna say stuff like, "Oh, three dollars a month? You you want me to pay three dollars a month just to use your remote auction house for Diablo three? Man, you're fleecing us." Well, then don't buy it. You know, <laughs> it, it's just that simple. I understand you yeah. call yourselves hardcore Diablo players and you don't know what a casual one is. That's whatever. You know, um, there are people out there that this is going to appeal to, like. I know, for example, in World of Warcraft, you know, I've made plenty of gold in that game running the auction house, but I have not ever purchased the remote auction house. I have just several of the mounts that they have in the game. I've never purchased those with my money either. It doesn't mean that I don't think they're neat or I don't like them. I just don't see a need for me to use them. And so if you don't see a need for you to use them in the way that you're going to play Diablo, then you shouldn't have to worry about it. Like, I don't think it's going to be a problem if you can still connect to Battle.net and play Diablo 3, and you don't have to pay anything extra after you get purchased the game, nothing to worry about. But if you want additional features, and you want those additional features to be supported, expect to pay for them, because that's not part of the original game. When the argument comes back, well, in order for me to be competitive in the real money auction house, you know, I, I need to have access to it all the time. So essentially now I have to pay $3 a month just just to do what I need to do in order to be competitive. So is this a game or is this your job? <laughs> that's a very good because response. Because if that's your <laughs> you know? approach to it, then you're looking at this as to be your job, which means one of two things. One, you can sit at the computer and camp it all day. Or two... You're going to have to spend that $3 in order to make the $100 you want. You know, everybody, if you want to make investments in anything, you have to spend some money on it. Or you have to spend some time on it. Yeah, especially considering that you can get cash back. I mean, I, I probably won't be going that direction with the Real Money Auction House. I just know that I will be using the Real Money Auction House to occasionally supplement my WoW subscription. I could see that, yeah. By buying game time and or slowly but surely moving my characters from Scenarius to Earthen Ring. <laughs> oh my goodness. But anyways. That's a good idea too. I have a couple of tunes I want to move over and it sounds like maybe theoretically you could like earn your money in Diablo and kick it over to WoW. You know? Maybe. Well, it's not theoretically possible. It's definitely possible. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, for me, it'd be theoretically, because <laughs> I'm not going to do it right. <laughs> I think you're also going to find that over time, they're going to try to introduce as much as they can through all of their Blizzard products to keep that money in-house. So, you know, you you may have gotten 100 beta bucks through Diablo 3, Real Money Auction House, but they're going to want to find a way for you to keep that money in there rather than going and taking it back out to give to yourself. So we're going to find, they're going to find ways eventually over time. I'm not saying we're going to see it this year or next year, but maybe in two to three years we see other features come out in either Battle.net or additions to Diablo 3 or even like applying it to, though, you know, for people who play WoW, the, the WoW Annual Pass or something of that sort. Yeah, and, and just so that nobody freaks out and fears that, well, actually, <laughs> before I say that, I, I can... I, I can see that the that the Battle.net all-inclusive plan 
might might jump from three to five or something like that hopefully it wouldn't go from any higher than that because i think going above five is then starting to get a little obsessive or obsessive not obsessive <laughs> excessive is what i meant to say um but it, we're, I, i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring everybody back to world of warcraft and they 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 released the remote auction house and that was three dollars a month and then they announced the guild chat features and people were like oh cool that that's awesome and then some people feared that it would cost even more on top of that three dollars but they rolled it into that you know you got the remote auction house and the guild chat and then blizzard announced the real id uh cross realm grouping feature and how it was going to be an actual premium cost on top of on top of your three dollars a month if you or, or just separate from the remote stuff from world of warcraft and they decided yeah, yeah let's not let's not do that you know our customers are really loyal and if we do that if we create that barrier for people to you know be able to play with their friends across servers and i've actually made use of this i mean i've i've played with uh Terranai and rillandune and and well at one point i was going to play with skolnik but things didn't work out and you know that that wouldn't be possible because none of my tunes are on their servers but i was able to you know run some dungeons and now we can run classic raids and do the lfr together and that's and all of that is free so before people start freaking out and thinking oh my god blizzard's gonna you know milk us of all of our money for all this all these services that they're providing for us yeah, they're they're gonna expect a little bit of compensation for these services, but I don't think it's gonna get excessive. I think you know before they roll this plan out, they're gonna think about what value it gives to people. Mm -hmm. You know, and is it enough value for people to want to do it, or if they look at it like, for example, the cross realm servers and things of that sort, where originally it was going to, they put it out in the community and said, you know, what about this and. They got an awful lot of feedback saying, you better not. Then they decided to took a look at it and say, okay, does it, is this really costing us all that much more? You know, are we going to lose people or are we going to, you know, gain money in the end just by showing good faith, I, I guess is the best way to put it. And they decided to go with letting it, you know, basically just be a part of the game rather than an additional feature. Although this is a completely different mindset from Diablo and the reality that Diablo is going to be playing in. In WoW, you know, you have all these servers, in, and there's hundreds of servers. And by allowing the real ID to, you know, just blossom as it has, and eventually once they enable Battle Tag, it will be incredible. And just the the amount of they're they're trying to eliminate the the barriers to being able to play with your friends, and not charge people for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's been some arguments made that. You know, oh, that they, they shouldn't have done it because then, you know, they're shooting themselves in the foot for, you know, charging server transfer fees. I think it speaks to the fact that they value the long-term loyalty that they feel like, you know, they'll make more money in the long run if they, you know, don't fleece you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or they could or they can make a whole bunch of money right up, you know, really quickly but then what about five years from now when they've lost the loyalty of their fan base and you know people only buy what they want to buy you know or whatever it's kind of a fine line that they have to play with with that 
but this kind of ties into um, managing people's expectations and I say that because Bashiok posted something a little peculiar a couple days ago about uh, managing expectations for Diablo 3 and Jen you found this link because Medros submitted it to he sent it to me yeah yeah, we'll put this in the show notes too, but it says the the headline was Blizzard tells gamers to lower expectations for Diablo 3, which of course got my attention. I'm like, what? Wait a minute, is it going away? What? You know, I was a little panicked there. It's like, oh no, um, the game's actually going to suck. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, we're just, we're just done. Oh no, you know. Um, let's see if I can find the quote in this article. Let's see. Uh, okay, so it says, this is a quote from community manager Bashiak. He apparently has said, On a more serious note, I too worry that we won't be able to meet the expectations people have built up for themselves. Part of my job is managing people's expectations. So, uh, stop it. Stop thinking about how awesome this game could be. Just imagine it's a new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Shyamalan. Sure, six... Shyamalan? Shyamalan, ding dong. Oh, okay. I'll have to remember it that way. Okay, so imagine Diablo 3 as that. It goes on to say, sure, Sixth Sense was amazing and Unbreakable had its moments, but this right here is the sequel to The Village, or The Happening, or Signs, or any of the movies besides the, t- the two I first mentioned. So just, like, lower those expectations, but still definitely buy the game, please, and everything will be just fine, okay? That's from Bashiak. I don't think I like him uh, comparing Diablo 3 to... Shyamalan's later <laughs> movies. I don't like that. Yeah, they got progressively worse. It's a worse. little frightening, you know? <laughs> I mean, oh, I... Has anybody seen... Brasia, have you seen The Last Airbender? Jen, have you? <laughs> yes. I've seen a little bit of the anime, but I haven't seen anime it. Anime is much better. Yeah. Yeah, the... Yeah. That's what I've heard, yeah. Uh-huh. But... At, at least he didn't compare it to that. Although, I, I will... I will state for the record that the last airbender M. Night Shyamalan's interpretation and live-action flop of the incredible Nickelodeon series got my wife to actually watch the Nickelodeon series. Hey, <laughs> because something good. Oh, that's good. And, yeah, so, hey, there's that, right? Oh, yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's kind of odd. I, I, just, I, I don't know, Bashiak, that's kind of crazy. I think maybe maybe he's just trying to, you know, flip everything so that people go, oh my god, what's wrong with the game? And then when they actually play it, they'll be like, oh my god, this game is so good. Or something like that. I don't know. Either that or he just was frustrated at that moment and he's like, god, guys, just give it a rest. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, they, they did go to France recently, uh, Bashiok and uh, Zarin. <laughs> so maybe he was getting sick of the French. Oh, no, I don't oh, think my. so. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, he's probably just as frustrated because, you know, I mean... Ever since it's been pushed off from November to December and, and on, people have just been getting increasingly more frustrated and taking their frustrations out on the, the community forums. Uh, and it's daily. It's just ridiculous how many forums posts have had to either shut down or they basically had to tell people to you know get off the forums. Basically, for, for the amount of flaming they're doing uh, with regards to the... Diablo 3 and it's being postponed and all the changes that are happening and why do we have to do this and why do we have to deal with that and how about the fact that you know if it was any other IT any other company project managers would have been fired and he would have been gone and this, you know they would have released this game months ago I mean come on it's Blizzard they're going to do what they're going to do whether we like it or not mm-hmm. 
people want to make more of whatever they think they're going to see. You know, like any game, it doesn't matter whether it's going to be Diablo 3 or it's going to be Guild Wars 2 coming out or whatever game, they're going to have that. Or sweat. Exactly. You're going to have that fan base of people <laughs> who just want to believe that this game is going to be better than anything else ever in life. And so, the, you know, they're so hung up on that that, you know, anything, no matter what you do, the game can't, nothing can live up to that expectation. There's no way that Diablo 3 could live up to everybody's expectations. No, and they're trying to make the best game for most people. And I mean, you're not going to please everybody. There's going to be people that are not pleased no matter what you do with the game. That's true with anything in life. You can't please absolutely everyone. But I think the thing that kind of cracks me up with this is that the article is written from the viewpoint as if maybe Bashiak was being serious. And it's kind of saying, you know, he really shouldn't be, like, writing things like this and twisting things around and, you know, it doesn't sound positive for the company and all that. And I don't know, I think this guy was just frustrated at that point, you know? Yeah. I don't think this is, a, like, a thing we should read into and be like, oh no, they're gonna, like, nerf the game. And, you know. Yeah, it, it seems more like a, a news article that, you know, they're trying to make news out of nothing. You know, mm -hmm. I was trying to be like, oh, well, even even Diablo, I mean, sorry, even Blizzard is now telling everybody that Diablo is not going to be as good as you think it is. No, this is the community manager basically being snarky as he usually is. I mean, Spashiak yeah, is just like that. that. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that kind of helps with his personality, helps with him deal with the situation that he's dealing with. It's part of just who he is. It's not, you know, necessarily the way that entire company of Blizzard thinks this game's gonna go. It's clearly tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> As I'm reading this article, it's just, it's clear that this, this reporter <laughs> really, really took it to heart, you know, like, hey, there's something clearly wrong with the game, because why else would a community manager say something like this? It's like, well, maybe this person doesn't really know, doesn't know Blizzard's M.O., <laughs> That's possible. You know, if this is the first time you've ever heard of anything from Bashiok, you know, you might go, oh, is he serious? You know? Well, of course he's serious. I mean, his his first barbarian was named Snoo Snoo, so... I... Exactly, <laughs> you know? There there you go. This this speaks volumes right there. Bashiok yeah. is as serious as they get. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take that <laughs> any more than what it is at face value. It is amusing. I just... I, I don't know if I agree with him, you know, starting to compare the game to, to, to those, those, yeah, those, yeah. those not so good movies. No, that that would be really lowering expectations. <laughs> yeah, you know, this would be more. I think whoever this reporter is may have had more validity to their belief that this is all true if the beta didn't exist you know we've got people playing the beta and seeing how it is and we've got i'm sure there's like screenshots and you know videos and stuff like this like you can see what the game is kind of looking like mm -hmm. you know if this was said like before the beta was you know something that people had access to maybe you know but it's right there you know it's right there yeah. does this look like the happening or signs i don't think so well i at least the article has a really nice-looking screenshot cropped cropped into it. It's pretty. Very, very pretty. I like the lightning. It's very pretty. Yeah, it's got a lot going on in there. So, I mean, if you're looking, you know, you put the screenshot in the middle of your article, and you're trying to say, oh, no, he's saying it's really going to be 
you know, not so good. And then you look at this, and it's like, well, that looks pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like Minecraft. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and I don't mean to be riffing on this writer, because, I mean, I write for a living, too, and, you know. But, I don't know, man. You just, you can't take something that Bashiok says that is just dripping with sarcasm and, and make it, you know, completely fact. Yeah, well, the the website that this came from is not a gaming website per se. It's a uh, it's called VR Zone. It's Technology Beats. It's like okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it's complete reporting because you look at the actual quote that yeah, Bashok said. That he left out the first sentence completely, which was Bashok writes. There's only 40 minutes of content in the beta, so that's pretty amazing if you played it for seven hours. I hereby crown this game successful. Because he's writing that in response to somebody who posted, um, stop playing it with less, uh, no. You know, basically if somebody was saying, it, the thread's locked so I don't even have the whole thing any, any, anymore. But basically this guy was saying that, you know, it's going to be uh, a failure because you, you don't have enough content in there for everybody to do. But yet this guy, the same person who wrote this, was saying that he can only be there you know, he only played it for seven hours straight, and so he got really bored. <laughs> seven hours with 40 minutes of content. Yeah, there's an update, guys. There's an update that the same author yeah, wrote. Yeah, I'm looking at it right um, now, too. You look at it right now. Blizzard backtracks on Diablo 3 expectation fiasco. Yeah, this... <laughs> I, okay, yeah. I, you know what? At first, I was hesitant to call out this author, but Mr. Dean Wilson... <laughs> Wow, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna quote what what he says here. Um, let's see, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, he writes, Jay Wilson after Bashiok said that, he he was quick to step in and and you know, just make sure that everybody understood that Bashiok was being sarcastic. Yeah, it says Jay Wilson was quick to step in, assuring players that Bashiok's post was obviously sarcastic, and he put that in quotation marks, and that nothing could be further from the truth, also in quotation marks, when it comes to the idea of people lowering their expectations for the hack and slash RPG. The problem is that if Bashiok's post was sarcastic, it certainly was not obvious. Really? Really it wasn't obvious? Oh my goodness. I think it was pretty obvious to people that like... That, that no Blizzard? Game. You know, yeah, yeah, that no Blizzard that are into that have been following all the news of Diablo. I don't know if this guy plays. I mean, you said he played the the beta, right? It, it's not even knowing Blizzard. It is taking the entire story and running with the entire story. This happens so much in news. Yeah, where they take a certain portion of somebody's quote and then say that that's the exact way everything is. That's true. I've seen this a lot. Mm -hmm. And this, I mean, he left out the first sentence of that exact same post where he decided to put the second paragraph of it in and say, okay, Blizzard's telling everybody the game's not going to be good. When the first mm -hmm. one I wrote, I just read, was there's only 40 minutes of content in the beta, so that's pretty amazing. You played it for seven hours. I hereby crown this game successful. That, in other words, you thought that there wasn't enough content, but yet you still played it for seven hours. I think we are okay with the game. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, then he put on a more, ser more serious note and goes into the rest of the quote that you see in the uh, article. So what was the point of all to this? To create news. Oh, just to drive traffic to VR zone. Mm -hmm. Oh, jeez. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, once again, 
this piece of art that's in the middle of this article, this follow-up. Oh, it's that's just, beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's amazing. I had that as a screenshot for a while. And then I put Tyrion yeah, I, I got, I got to get that. I got to get that full res version of that picture. That's just, that's gorgeous art right there. I guess now I'm going to also have to include the link in the show notes so that everybody will know what I'm talking about. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that in there. No problem. Big surprise, there's a wizard prominent in the center of it. So. Which is why you like it so much, yeah. you know? <laughs> and it's a female wizard, yeah. so, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. Um, the only other thing... Uh, Earlier in the show, we were talking about iterations and um, with the UI, with the skill and rune system. And I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know what I want to say anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good sign. What I meant, or thoughts coming from my brain to my mouth wasn't working. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cal, uh, The artist who does the Diablesques, um, he did a little comic strip on the blizzard iteration pro- process and it's actually pretty hilarious and we'll we'll include that in the show notes as well it's just it's awesome basically it's a demon hunter and they they want to make hawkshot more and more awesome so first they change the arrow to a dagger and then it's like well wait that doesn't make any sense how would a bow shoot a dagger and they're like okay okay so then we'll put three daggers at the end like kind of like a trident almost <laughs> i love it <laughs> And then, then it's like, oh wait, no. Then, then we'll include the shadow beast with it, and, <laughs> and it was like, it just goes on and, and on. then it's like, oh wait, I think we lost our initial vision. And they're like, I know what we'll do. Hawkshot now drops a pillar on enemies. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes exactly. sense. <laughs> when all doubt, drop yeah. a pillar on people. Yeah. <laughs> now, some people might think that, oh, well, clearly, this. This artist is, uh, you know, making fun of Blizzard. Now he's just having fun with the iteration process. You know, that's this is what Blizzard does. It's clearly tongue in cheek. But hey, Dean Wilson, if you see this strip, it is obviously, you know, a parody. You know, it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's just for fun. Not that Dean Wilson would actually listen to this podcast, but just in case. Since we've mentioned well, his... We linked his articles, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he may track us down. Yeah, he, he might sometimes. get tracked back, so he, he might yeah. listen. So serious business. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I, I think we've droned on long enough. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So, oh, I'm sorry, Bridget, did you have anything else that you wanted no, to add? No, I was add? just saying well done, and we survived. Okay. Yep. We survived. We should mention oh, that we do still have a contest. Yes, right thank you. I almost forgot. Our Valentine's for Diablo contest is... Um, well, how, how should I say this? Because this episode isn't going to be coming out until pretty... Well, it'll probably be out right at the end of February. But that won't give our listeners a whole lot of time to, you know, submit something. So what I've done is I've decided to extend the deadline for the contest. Just to give people more time. And so that we actually have more than three people to judge against. Because <laughs> right now, there's only three people who have submitted anything, and they're all winners. And we need more. Yeah. We need more. Yeah. And 
yeah, I was really hoping that people would run with this, and it just hasn't caught on yet. Maybe it's just because people are waiting, because they're like, man, I really need to come up with something really, really good. And then they're like, nah, it's not good enough. But you know what? Just submit something. You know, this isn't this isn't a contest where you can only enter once. You can enter as many times as you want, because it's a judged contest. So, you know, just flood us. So Give it your best shot. Yeah. You know? Give us your 300 best shots. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll keep up with it. I suppose. <laughs> Professor <laughs> I mean, dying love as long yeah. Diablo. Yeah. So the new deadline is going to be March 3rd at 11:22 and 33 seconds p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that date, hopefully, we we don't have confirmation. Um, and I don't, yeah, I'll just, I'll mention it. Why not? We, we were going to interview an author today, and unfortunately, it, it didn't work it didn't out. Work out. Yeah, and zombie play that was. Yeah, and I think, probably, and he was yeah. probably hit with it a day later than you were, so he's still recovering. But yes, we are going to have none other than Richard Knack on the show. So Yay. that will more than likely happen in episode 11. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I am so mm, excited for yeah, that. Yeah, so am I. I have no idea. I'm not gonna guarantee that it's gonna be episode 11 because you know sometimes things happen and you know maybe next week I'll be a zombie. Who mm -hmm. knows? Especially yeah, anything's possible. Especially since I might be working another 52-hour week next week. But oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We will keep everybody tuned. But please, if you have any questions that you want to give, that that you want us to ask Richard. Feel free to tweet us, or you know, it doesn't. It could be to the show account, or it could be to Brazier or to Jen or myself. You know, whoever you feel comfortable talking to. You know, I guess if you're a barbarian, you might fumble, and autocorrect might make your question completely undecipherable. But oh. <laughs> wait, why would a barbarian even know how to use? Ah, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, people. <laughs> Obviously sarcastic. That's that's. The no, thing. I am serious. I hate <laughs> barbarians. They are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so please send send us your questions either to either on Twitter or you can email us at. Oh, you know what? I've been meaning to add this into the show notes for the longest time, and I keep forgetting. When we actually do the emails, it would make sense for me to give out the email address to the show. I mean, obviously, some people may wait till the end of the show. That's why we give it away or announce it at the end of the show. It, you know, yep. but yeah, included in both places <laughs> is basically what I'm trying to get to. I'm sorry, people. Right. I'm a little scatterbrained right now. But um, yeah, send, you can send your questions to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. And it's, it's that simple. So anyways, yes, we have come to the end of episode 10. And we would like to thank Medros of Dawn Forge for hosting our show. You can read the show blog or listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We are on Stitcher, and you can find us on iTunes. Uh, please rate us. You know, be. I, I want people to rate and review us fairly. You know, we we are not the hardcore podcast out there, so you know. But we're not intending no. to be. So if you've been listening, this is our 10th episode. If you've been listening and enjoying it, you know, go go do a review. Tell people exactly. what to like. Yeah, and be honest, you know. 
Uh, anyways, yeah. So, um, you can find us on Twitter. The show account is Shattered Stone. I am Nevik James. Brazia is Brazia Priest. And Jen is Queen of Haiku. I, I didn't throw the the in there, there this go. time. You got it right. Yeah, yeah I'm patting myself go. on the back, and next week I'm going to mess it up. Um, <laughs> we are also on Facebook, and did we, we have a presence on Google+. Plus. I, I don't know why... I have question marks. I think <laughs> I, the question marks are just because I don't have the link. But anyways, we cannot do the show without you, the listener. So please send in your contributions, questions, and feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. So until next time, for me, for Jen, and for Brasia, you will find us trying to shoot daggers with a bow. And knocking pillars onto people with them. And taking everything seriously. Fresh. Oh man, this is just too much. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Serious business. <laughs> <laughs>